This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. Welcome back to the Principal Leadership Lab, a podcast experience created for you by two public school administrators. Without further ado, let's join Jeff and Adam in this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of the Principal Leadership Lab, episode number 59 with me and my pal, Adam. How are you, buddy? Thanks, man. I'm doing great. You know what's happened in uh, Northeast Wisconsin since the last time we talked? I, I, you're done with school. I know yeah, that. No school. No more teachers, dirty looks. What's that song? That whole thing that goes with that? <laughs> Not, it's all gone, man. It's all gone. So that's it. Huh? Yeah, that's it. it. The day, you know how much you can accomplish in a morning when there's nobody calling you or emailing you? It's amazing. No, not see, it kind of works the opposite for me. I'm so ADD that I, I don't know. I like, I have a list of things and I don't know where to start and no one's around to, to I, I, I think I work better under pressure. Well, I'm still under pressure. These are things that were due three months ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. No, it is. It's a different. It's a different thing, right? It's a different. A different thing. I didn't used to, and I don't think you did either. I, like when I was elementary principal, we didn't have to work year round. I was ten months. Yeah. But ever since I've been a middle school principal and now high school, we're we're twelve month and summer around a school is just a lot different. You know, if I yeah. want to come in at eight, I'll come in at eight. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right now, it's uh, it's exciting just because it was such a difficult year. But uh, I know by the time next week comes around, I'm like, hey. Uh, who's going to shoot some hoops with me at lunch. Uh, there's nobody to talk to. And yeah. You know, yeah. So then you start to look forward to the next year, but right now I'm just breathing, but you know what else has happened since the last time we talked, Jeff? I don't. Yeah. I Remember when you visited me last winter and it was like minus 400 degrees. Yeah, yes. It we was hiking cool. and we were in an igloo and it was freezing it was cold. Horrible. It was very well, horrible. This week it's like 95 degrees and 95% humidity. And it reminds me a lot of Florida that's a great segue oh, for you to say something. What do you know? Like where yeah. our guest lives. Yeah. See? I was going to say where she's from because she wasn't, she's not from Florida, but she's no. a transplant to Florida. So, but yeah, Adam, I mean, that's, that's absolutely correct. Beach loving Florida transplant loves all things outdoors. She is from Texas, born and raised in Dallas. And she is an educator, author, illustrator, blogger, podcaster. We are so happy to welcome in Jillian Du Bois. Jillian, how are you, my friend? Hey, how did you know all those things about me? Wow. Have we talked that much before? I think we, we have. We are. Well, we, we're stalkers too. So we, yes. okay. Okay. Stalk, we found it on the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> on the dark interwebs. We went so we went searching. Cause I'm like, yeah, those are all things I'm really proud of. So yeah, I'll right. claim them. Yeah. You wrote them somewhere. That's where we got them. <laughs> I must have. <laughs> I knew a couple of those things about you. Yeah, I know. Yep. Oh goodness! So yes, it is um, great to be here. Like I am, like super excited. So, and it's interesting as from a teacher perspective to listen to principals go, okay, you know, no more teacher oh, dirty yeah, looks, no more burden <laughs> on my shoulders, no more people asking me, you know, can I have this? Can I have that? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I try not to be that teacher. So, so you don't give your you don't give your principal dirty looks. 
No, you know, I kind of suck up. Nice. We yeah. have a job for you in Ocanto. <laughs> Actually, uh, just before our episode, Jeff and I were talking and I had a teacher that came into my office and the video was on because we were getting ready to bring you on to the show. And uh, she didn't realize Jeff was watching. And then Jeff started to pipe in and probably made her feel awkward. But seriously, those are the things that I do. I do love our teachers. It's always fun to, to bring back those little idioms and stories and songs about teachers, dirty looks, but Jeff, you could see that she loved coming to my office. She was so excited to see me. Right. I don't, I don't know if she was excited to see you. I think she was excited to leave <laughs> after she noticed that some weird guy in the background was listening in on the conversation. No, I think it's the fact that you t- don't wear shoes in your office. It's 95 the, degrees and I'm wishing I was on the beach with Jillian. No, Come on. I, I, I know, but it's just, I don't know. We live barefoot down here. Like seriously. That's like, that's yeah. See, she's see? barefoot too. You're in Wisconsin yeah. though. I mean, it's but not, it doesn't here. feel like it right now. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> I get it. I, I, I think I could forgive you if it was Florida, but it was, it's Wisconsin. You know, we only get to do this like three times a year. So that's I'm true. taking advantage of it. That's true. You got the top off the Jeep. Oh, doors off too. All the doors <laughs> and the dice. <laughs> Yep. Nice, nice. But this show is not about you. So this is all about Jillian. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Jillian. <laughs> so you're, you're done with school, Jillian, right? Yeah, we got done May 20th. So we um, we're in a private school and our actually our public school system just got out today. So but they started we ended up voting our administration voted to start on time. Everybody else mm. kind of pushed back a few weeks. So they had to go a few weeks longer. So when I was like, I was really like disappointed, we couldn't be pushed back a few weeks. But when we got out on May 20th, I was like, super excited that that was the oh, date. And I think we get done early because like, you know, hurricane season starts June 1st. So they want us to be prepared and they give us all this tax free days to go, you know, gather all our supplies and make sure we've got our hurricane box, you know, in check and ready. Wow. Oh, I know. That's so different than I like I've never talked to anybody about that. So no, I never right. would have known that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I prepared for winter. Like I use the same shovel shovel I've had for 40 <laughs> years. So it's not the same. Yeah, you gotta have your batteries, you gotta make sure that you've got your generate gas for your generator. And so, you know. So you haven't always lived in Florida, but since you've lived there, have you actually had to like be thankful that you have the box ready and get out and go? Yeah. So two years ago, three years ago, we had hurricane Irma and Mm. it came right up the spine of the state. So we were on, we're on the West coast, like central Florida. So, and it really, we got the brunt of it. We got the the bad end of it and we were without power. I mean, it didn't sound like that long. It was like four days, but that was a long four days in the middle of July. Yeah. I mean, that's nine, talking about 95 degree, 95 percent humidity that was nasty but uh, evidence of uh, hurricane michael and we went down to florida for uh, spring break so port st joe and all the trees are still snapped off and lots it's just devastation still after how eight years seven years two years i don't know how long it's been but it's still a lot of damage Uh, that was two years ago we just went up there this past weekend yeah yeah, it's crazy. It's Don't tell crazy. anybody, but Port St. Joe is awesome. So hopefully nobody listens to this episode, <laughs> or at least this part, that one part. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. 
Wow. That, that's great. That's great. Well, I'm sorry you had to, you had to actually use the box, you know, but it's a good thing that, that uh, you, you had it ready to go. We are kind of excited about it because we're like, oh, we get to pull out our supplies. We never have gotten to pull out our supplies before. So, you know, you've got jars of peanut butter and cans oh, of yeah. beans and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, some of it was good. Some of it obviously was not. So Spam? Did you have any spam? <laughs> no, we did oh. not. Oh, Should have. Deviled, deviled ham. Remember those little cans? Deviled of- ham, yeah. Oh, <laughs> deviled ham. Tuna, you keep all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't you, why don't you tell us, Jillian, I mean, tell, you know, for, for our listeners who may not know um, a whole lot about you, tell us your, tell us your teacher story. I mean, what you, you know, you teach in a private school and just take us back a little bit. How'd you get into education and, and uh, tell us your story. I do. So um, I did a transition to teaching. I had graduated college um, and had a four-year degree and didn't know what I was going to do. So I uh, got married and that worked out for, you know, we're going on 32 years tomorrow. Ooh, and, oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah thanks. 32 years. 32 years. Yeah. I can't train a new one. So he stuck with me. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, um, I was about, gosh, it was about 95, 96. And my son came along and I'm like, all right. I mean, I had been working. I worked for an ophthalmologist. I was an ophthalmic technician and I loved that job. But when my son was born, I stayed home and I'm like, this is great. But when he went to kindergarten, what am I going to do with my life? And I started volunteering in the classroom and I thought, this is amazing. I love this. So yeah. And Florida was needing teachers very badly at that time. So they had what was called a transition to teaching program where you had to take 15 credit hours through a little community college and boom, they give you a certificate. So, which was nice because I didn't have to go through the whole college experience again, but at the same time, there was no prep for it. So I went into a classroom cold, completely had no idea what I was doing, had no idea what growth mindset was, just thought I'm going to be that, you know, okay, do what I say do what I, you know, sit down, don't get up, you know, and so it was like, it was like that um, for a long time, and I got really burned out, it was not fun, and I just, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, that was the hard part, Yeah. yeah. so, you know, and you're so, I'm so hard on myself, because I'm a very big people pleaser, I'm a perfectionist, I'm a recovering overthinker, And I was like, this has got to change. I'm not going to just walk away because I don't quit. So um, I took a step back and just kind of started to get some mentors and some role models to follow and gradually kind of just changed my philosophy, changed my pedagogy a little bit and understood that it was not me standing in front of kids and me being the dictator or, you know, authoritative you know, person that I thought I should be. Um, so that worked great. I think I, I did pretty well for the next several years. And um, when my son actually um, struggles from dyslexia and ADHD and some uh, central processing um, disorder. So I knew he was having some issues and we decided, all right, I mean, I've I've supported you enough. You know, it's like your IEP, they're not, they're just not getting it. They weren't providing the support that he needed. I said, Mm -hmm. let's just, let's go home. Let's, you know, Mm -hmm. let's homeschool. So when he was in eighth grade, um, we all made the decision to, I would quit my job 
and my son would stay at home with me and we homeschooled and I thought he was going to throw a fit. I thought he was going to be like yeah. super like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I don't want to leave my friends. But I remember, I remember that day we had that conversation as a family and I remember us all just crying. Um, and I remember the relief in his face and the burden that was lifted off of him because he was such that struggling kid that even I couldn't help him. Um, you know, we would do three hours of homework every night. So um, that was kind of where things totally, completely changed for me as a teacher. So I had to teach my son, right? That's not an easy thing to do, especially, um, you know, middle school, high school kid right. who, you know, typically gives you attitude. Well, we had none of that. It was, um, it was just a great, great experience. We did things that were very not traditional. Um, we did lots of field trips. We you know, I had to make his transcript. So it was kind of like in Florida, the rules are pretty lax. I mean, you do have to follow, you have to check the boxes and you have to make sure that you're getting through all of the required elements there. Um, but we made it fun, you know, and I enjoyed seeing him learn in his style and his way. And I was able to facilitate that with him. So, um, and I just will never forget. I mean, those are the best five years of my life. Wow. And so he graduated and, um, yeah. And, and I, I'm going to tell you the joke. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, you know, homeschool families have like all these inside jokes, like, you know, um, he graduated from, you know, do voice Academy and the teacher uh -huh. was sleeping sleeping with the principal, that kind of thing, you know? So, oh, good. <laughs> I get it. It's good. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I know I debated on whether that's okay. that just pops up. It just happens. It does. Okay. Yeah, let it happen. So, let, it, let, it, yeah. let it go. <laughs> so he graduated. It was great. Um, and I thought I'm going back to school. I'm going back to work, went back to school. And that's when that whole it, I could put into practice everything that I had learned over the past five years about the kind of teacher I wanted to be, the passionate teacher, the one who, you know, really was burdened for those kids that were kind of falling in the cracks, the one mm -hmm. who wanted to have the relationship. I wanted to make sure I knew where they were and meet them where they are and be able to, you know, provide whatever I can emotionally and socially for them. So yeah, that's where I am. Like, so that's been six years. Um, wow. yeah, this will be my sixth year at the school and it's just, it's been great. I love every single moment. What yeah. did, what year did your son graduate? He graduated in 16. Okay. What's yeah. he doing now? If you don't mind us asking. So he got his, um, AA by himself, which was took four years, but he did it. Um, and I'm still super proud of him and he, um, works for public supermarkets. So down here in Florida and loves his job, but he also has several other things that he's involved in. He loves horses. That was one of the things, you know, we found passion projects for him to work on when yeah. he was in high school. So one of his passions was horses. So I turned, you know, his Pete or his science into equine science, right? So Perfect. he had equine science and we learned all about horses and anatomy and all of that. So um, yeah, so it was exciting and it was fun and he loves doing that. If he could be a cowboy out yeah. in Wyoming, that's what he would do the rest of his life. But I think Adam would too. Adam would too. Yeah. Adam loves Wyoming. <laughs> yep. When I'm not barefoot, I have cowboy boots on. Yes. Yep. That's, that's my son. Yeah. You're not much of a cowboy either, though. I well, mean. I can't really ride, but, you know, 
I do drive a Jeep that's called a Wrangler. So that's kind of like a cowboy. Oh, that counts. Yeah. I don't know if it counts, Jillian. I just, I just don't know. Oh, <laughs> I think it does. Yeah. I'll I like give Jillian. it to you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm the empathetic one here. That's good. <laughs> that's just what Adam needs. Yep. Her shirt says do good. What does yours say? Cubs. Oh, I can live with that too, though. Yeah. Okay. It's Cubs. <laughs> it's my team. I yep. can't live with that one. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you a Rangers fan or like a Tampa Bay fan? What? Both. Yeah. So, yes. But more the Rays and more like the Lightning. Did you, have you been watching hockey? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Jeff and I are Blackhawk fans too. <gasps> it's been a tough time. Tough time. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit rough lately. I know. Sorry. We're just hoping Tampa can do it one more year. Just one more year. That's all, that's all good. we want. Good. But I love the race too. I love that. I love the, yeah. I love the race. Yeah. yeah. They're good. It's, no. And so are the Marlins. The Marlins have some young talent on their team right now. But let's talk about the Rays for a minute because it's kind of like what Jillian was talking about. You know, Equine Science for your son, Passion Project. The Rays don't pitch like other teams. They often have a starter, but not a finisher. You know, they they pitch their guy for one or two innings and they bring in somebody else. So they're and they're winning and they're doing it their way. So mm. I think that that's a great example of we don't have to do it the same way in school either. There are other ways to finish. And so your son had, had an advantage of having that flexibility with voice and choice. And the Rays are proving that you can do it outside of other institutions too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is good. I'm going to have to good. use that one. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. You want to write that down, Jeff, quick? Any, anytime that. we can get a good baseball analogy in there, I'm all about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. But you know, the other thing, Jillian, I mean, you, you made a crack about, you know, all these insider home homeschool parent jokes, but there's also, I think, I think homeschooling has something else attached to it too. That's, you know, um, it, it, what I'm, I think it's great that you, you were able to take such fantastic lessons from your homeschooling experience and apply them back in a regular school setting with, with multiple kids, you know, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. It, it does have like a certain stigma to it. You it know, does. it's like, it, it's like, oh, they're old school. They're, they're conservative, you know, kind of odd balls who just, you know, <laughs> want to do their own thing. Um, and, and, you know, in co-ops, we did join a few co-ops and we ran into a few of those, but um, everybody is just, the thing is, is everybody that is doing that is passionate about their kids. So it's passionate about education, not in the same way, not traditionally, maybe some yeah. of them, I mean, some of them do do pretty traditional programs like classical conversations and things like that, but it's, it's whatever you want to make it for your family and for your, you know, you know, your student the best. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that's that a, another good connection between homeschool and public school. I mean, all three of us work in schools, whether it's private or public, but we work with other, other people's children and we are passionate about those children, but I'm also passionate about my own children. So why isn't okay? Why do we, why do we have so many judgment calls from other people? You know, like, oh, you're homeschooling, you must do this, or you go to the public school. So your kids aren't as smart. You know, why can't we just accept that things don't have to be the same for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so true. And I, I remember clearly when I was an elementary principal a number of years back, um, when we had a homeschool family decide to make the change from homeschool to back to the public school system, or not not back to the public school system, but to the public school system for the first time. So their oldest, I mean, he was entering fifth grade and never been in public school. And everyone, I think, on, on my teaching staff was worried that they wouldn't have the skills and be up to the level where the other kids were. But it was exactly the opposite. You know, they did. They may not have had some of the social skills that that kids who are in public school or any type of a school setting where they're around other kids all day, every day. Um, but they caught up quickly. I mean, they, they caught on quickly. They caught up quickly. So it was incredible to see. That was great. Yeah. And there is that, um, you know, it's like you said there. Were, I, I knew what his strengths were. So I like could hone in on those for him to help him. Um, he loved math. He's a very concrete kid. So, you know, for him to do algebra, it was awesome because he, he knew the formulas, he knew how to put it together, you know, but give him a piece of literature to read and have to dissect and write, you know, an eight page paper on that wasn't working. So, you know, we did a lot of things differently that way. Um, you know, still checked the boxes, of course, but it was, it was done a little bit different. So, yeah. Yeah, Sure. Let's let's switch gears a little bit and um, move move out of the classroom and into your uh, really your other career, Jillian. I mean, you you have so much else going on. You are you are an author. You um, you've started a new uh, LLC, Imparted Joy. I mean, where where to start? I mean, how when did you? So your first book was Live Seashells, right? Yeah, your first, your first children's book, and and you were the author and illustrator of that. I mean, when, when did you? When did you? Have you always been, you know, an artist, a, a writer? I mean, how did this all start for you? I've always loved. I've always been like an artist type. Um, I've never writing has never come easy to me. So it's one of those things that I would rather tell a story with pictures. Um, so I think that's how that all came together. I realized oh, I could just write a little bit, but I can illustrate to really tell the story. So when I decided to write, it was, and when I'm explaining it, I, it's some, always something, I feel that writing should come from your heart. So mm -hmm. anything that's, even if it's personal, you can still make it public. Um, it doesn't have to be, you have to tell everybody every little detail of something that happened, but you kind of, the overview and the, the lesson that comes out of it or the message um, should be sure. something that's close to your heart. So um, when COVID forced us to stay home and remote with our students last year, that was when I was like, I just went crazy, like not having anything to do. I can't binge any more Netflix. I can't, yeah. you know, I was like, I've got to find something that's purposeful. And that's what I did. I remember writing the story about Live Seashells. It was my niece was turning 15. And when the story is based upon on my sister's life and my sister um, passed away nine years ago mm. uh, from cancer. And I wanted to leave a legacy for my, for my niece. Um, you know, she was seven at the time, so it was very hard for her. But at that time she was a, a young child too, who really couldn't yeah. process the thought of death, especially with a parent. So writing that, you know, the character of Liv was based on my sister and her compassion and her love and her hope um, for people, for others that were broken and, you know, misplaced. 
Um, so, you know, when I did that and could pass that down to my niece, I never expected that to be like something that would ripple across so many lives um, and just take off like it had. And wow. that's what kind of started the whole thing. I, that's not even been a year. It's been six months since huh. that book came out. Yeah. Um, it was November, December 1st. Oh my, that's so, right. It seems like it's yeah. been a lot longer. You're right. Um, and then Darren and I, he got, I read Darren's book, Road to Awesome. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing uh, for educators and leaders, but let's tailor it down to, to students and the kids because they need to know what do they need to do to take their own road to awesome? You know, how can you find your confidence and your, and your freedom and your self-esteem? So yeah. Yeah. So that's how that happened. And then I just keep writing and keep doing, I don't know how it happens. It just kind of bloomed. <laughs> and I think all of those things just, I never take anything for granted. So every, even all the hardships and the things that the bumps that have been in the road have been learning experiences that, that have helped me figure out where I'm going with all of this. So um, you know, I mean, it's not always been easy. There have been, yeah, some big blips, um, but I've taken them and learned from them and I'm not so green <laughs> in the, on the business side of things anymore. So I kind of know what I'm doing, got my head on straight and, uh, you know, if it's a business that'll take off great, but my real desire is to help other people write their story. Mm. So in telling my story about my sister, it was like, this is my voice. I have never been, I'm an introvert seriously. Like I don't, I don't fit in well in social gatherings. I don't like going to parties that my husband drags me to for work. I don't, it's awful. Um, but finding my voice and finding it through writing and through illustrating has been like, it's given me this huge sense of freedom and this huge sense of joy. So when I talk about joy, it's not happiness. It's not that fleeting, quick emotion that comes and goes. It's like that internal cultivated and just passionate joy that is in every one of us. It's just, how are we going to get it to come out? So wow. if it can come out through your voice. That's great. Through your writing. Great. I want to help other, you know, people who are interested in writing children's books. You know, I'd love to help spark their stories. I love to read aloud. I've had several read aloud since I've been out of school. I got out wow. early so I could read aloud to other students. And I had one yesterday in Nova Scotia. I mean, it's just been so much fun to share all of these messages and these journeys with students and help them on their writing process and their writing journey. So. I was going to guess that Jillian's one of those people that we could contact as a classroom and she would be the author on Zoom to talk to that class. So oh, yeah. I'd hear that from Nova yeah. Scotia to Wisconsin to Florida to Texas to Illinois, even Jeff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You betcha. You bet. So much fun. It's so much. The kids have the greatest questions. I, I read Road to Awesome. I rode, I read to a kindergarten class last mm. week um, and I thought, okay, I'm going to have to tailor it to kind of like... I don't want to dumb down the vocabulary, but I do want to like, kind of like explain it a little bit, maybe give some commentary as I go. And I started reading it and I see all of their heads nodding. And I'm like, I mean, there's words in there, like, you know, where will you find your confidence? You know, the road to awesome can take you there. It's, are you going to feel nervous or excited? Gather your energy. You know, they're, you're waiting to be put to work and they're all like nodding. And so I asked the teacher after I finished reading, I said, 
these kids are really, you know, they're on top of it. It seemed like they really followed along and they understood. She goes, well, we're at IB school. Oh. And so we have 10 disciplines and your ten, those 10 disciplines that we have, right. Being a thinker, being um, balanced, being respectful, those were mirrored in that book. So everything we've wow. talked about all year was in Road Awesome. So it was like, oh my gosh. So, you know, just little things like that. Kindergartners can get it. So it's encouraging, you know. That's great. And um, it's been really uh, exciting to see, uh, especially on Twitter, all of the, the you know, the, the pictures of, of teachers and kids in classrooms um, writing their own road to awesome, you know, and, and uh, reading, reading lib seashells. And uh, um, that, that's very exciting. We're, we're so happy for you. Yeah. Talk, talk, what about, what about look at you, Piper Lou? That's what <laughs> right. Who's the dog, Jill? Yeah, Piper Lou is my dog. That's your dog? (laughs) Yeah, we have had her about um, seven weeks. Yeah, so she was, we signed up to be, we lost our dog last year. We had to put our dog down and I was begging for another dog. And my husband's like, well, let's just foster. Let's just, you know, do it part-time or, you know, do it not part-time, but you do it, you know, where it's not forever, just for a few weeks. And so I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we were foster fails after two days, two (laughs) days. She is a gem. And, you know, it's one of those things too. It's that internal joy, that, that life message that can come from, you know, you take something that was lost and take something that had no home. And, Um, So I wrote Piper here, let's get you Piper Lou through kind of like the eyes of Piper um, being, you know, lost and wondering why did her family leave her and why, where is she going to go? Will she ever find, you know, love and acceptance? And uh, she's, you know, goes through those ups and downs and comes across people who, you know, pet her on the head, but they, you know, walk away. And so it's, it's got a happy ending, but yeah. So, yeah. Jeff, you had a great dog named Lou. Unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. I know it's not Piper Lou, but every time I hear the words Piper Lou, I think of your big, your big Lou. Yeah, Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. We had an English Mastiff named Sweet Lou. Yep, he he was a good boy. He was. They are cute. They don't live that long, though. I think he lived about, well, he had a heart problem, too, but he lived about eight, eight, eh, seven, eight years. So, yeah. Good old Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou, named after? Oh, yeah. Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella. <laughs> yep. You know it. Yep. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. And I think pets, you know, I, I, and this, so this story, you know, every story that I've been writing has such a different audience, but this one, I've kind of included a few people's like pets in there. So, like, there are certain pets that have little cameos, but not for any reason other than I just know how much people love their pets, you know, and it's like, so, and I do want to donate some of, you know, the proceeds to the Labrador retriever rescue of Florida, since that's where we got her. So I've already made a, you know, we've already talked about that with them. So I'll include them in the book too. So that's awesome. So is, is um, just one, one more question about your upcoming book that's coming out this month, right? Or in July, June? I, yeah, I finish. Yeah. That's, you know, this whole taking on that whole publishing thing yourself, it's, it's a lot. Well, that's what um, I was going to say. It's coming out, it's coming out under your brand, right? I mean, this it is, is. Your, your first book under imparted joy. 
It is. So I, I did republish Live Under Imparted Joy. Road to Awesome is under Road to Awesome. Right. So this will be, yeah, like the first, like, yeah, this is like wow. it. The first one that I've like not, nobody else has seen it or touched it or done anything. So it'll be out probably within, I'd say by the 20th. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Now you're going to, are you going to continue to publish people's children's books under your brand? Is that Well, um, I've had somebody, you know, I I think so. You know, it's one of those things that I expected it to take a whole lot longer than it was going to. And I thought, all right, you know, this is a journey that's going to be step-by-step and I'm just going to take a couple of years and that's great. So when I started the LLC, I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. Um, but now I've got all these little things going on and I've already had like two people like contact me and send me their manuscripts. And they're like, we want you to illustrate and publish our books. And I'm like, wow. oh, okay. <laughs> so I need to quit my job. No. <laughs> um, Cause it takes, you know, it takes a long time, but I think even the people I've you know, talked to, they understand, oh, we know it's a process. We know it's, we're looking at next year. I'm like, okay. So I don't know, you guys, it's like something so new, but it just, it brings me so much fulfillment and just so much energy. And I've learned so much from my PLN and my PLF. And that's where I've, I've learned to grow. I mean, having this group um, that has surrounded, we surround each other with so much support and encouragement. It just blows my mind that it's only been a year. Um, that most of us have really connected yeah, um, true. in this way, so um, true. but I can't imagine life without it. I really can't. I just love all these little twists and turns that so many of our guests have. And Jillian, you're, you're not different in that regard. You have yeah. like all these little twists and turns to, to really add some spice to life. And, and you seem so happy with it. And I'm, I'm happy to see that. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause what's the alternative, you know, I mean, I just, yeah. I've spent too much of my life looking at the negatives and the things that went wrong, you know, um, whether you look at, you know, losing a loved one or, you know, we went through infertility and adoption and all of that. I mean, you know, I look at those days behind me and I'm like, they really were hard, but I'm not who I am now had I not gone through all of that. So Mm. I'm thankful for the hard times. I'm thankful for the obstacles and the hardships, um, Mm. because I'm stronger and I can, you know, and get through other things too. So great. Well, you, you impart joy every single day and it is, you just inspire us every single day on, on Twitter. And, and, uh, and when we get great, these awesome chances to speak with, with people in person and uh, you're right, it's been within the last year and something you just said reminded me uh, about hard times and hardships. And I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but I was watching America's Got Talent last night. I don't know if you caught it. And there's this young lady who has cancer and she's a singer. And one of her last lines was um you can't wait for the hard times to be over to be happy Mm. and i thought wow that is so powerful so she's she's admitted that she's got like a two percent chance to live and uh she was just joyful she was just joyful doing what she loves and and simon was almost in tears simon cowell if you know simon yeah and uh she told him i just i just can't wait until the or she said you just can't wait for the hard times to be over to to be happy and she's just happy. <laughs> so that's, that's fantastic. So you keep bringing that joy and keep imparting it to, to people. I will. I will. Yeah. It, I mean, the hard times keep coming. We can't stop them, yeah. but we can yep. choose how we respond to them. So. 
even right. to, down to the uh, hurricane box, right? Like most people <laughs> are afraid to have the use their hurricane box, but not Jillian and her family. They're excited. I, mean, I get excited. We even have the plywood that's measured for our windows. Sure. We have hurricane proof windows now, but we still have a big sheet of plywood that we put in our front window. And I remember I made my husband like cut um, like a portal, <laughs> a hole out because it's so dark. When you board up your windows, your whole house is completely dark. And he put, he was so sweet. He put this little window <laughs> with plexiglass. <laughs> so we still have that and, you know, we still use it. And I think, you know, it just lights up the darkness. So yeah, even through the hard times, through the hurricanes, you still have that little light that shines. So. That's, That's excellent. Great. Yeah, and it doesn't take a lot of light to open up a dark area. So yeah. a little bit goes a long way. Well, you've already shared some of these. Uh, you know, one of the questions that Jeff and I always ask is about a leadership challenge or some people on the episodes in the past have talked about it as being an opportunity. You've already shared several hurdles or bumps in the road, which I thought was appropriate because we talked about road to awesome. You've talked about bumps in the road. So do you have something else you'd like to share with us that maybe stands out different from what you've already shared in terms of a challenge in, in terms of your leadership or obstacles that you've had to overcome? Um. You know, I think the obstacles have, I think, I want to say that this has been the hardest year mm. um, in the 22 years that I have been an educator. It's definitely been the hardest, but it's not been the worst. Um, and I loved the fact that there were so many opportunities to learn and to grow together, especially as a team and as a staff, and we all tried to cheer each other on as much as we could. I mean, there were some dark days and there were some, but I mean, the tech we learned, mm -hmm. the attitude adjustments we had to have, mm -hmm. we had to have that relationship with our kids. You know, it's those things that we really didn't focus on too much before. I mean, maybe we kind of did. I never had relationships like my kids with my children, with my students, like I had this year. Um, because I put so much more into it because I knew they needed it. So I think it has changed education. I think this year hopefully has changed it for the better and we've all gotten through it and we're all done, right? That yeah. weight is lifted. Um, so now we know, I mean, we can face even the most difficult year and still come out positive and happy. So we can wow. collectively, we can do it. Yeah. Wow, that, that's yeah. so true. And I'm, I'm glad to hear you say uh, that it's been the hardest year, but it hasn't been the worst. Mm -mm. You know, I think, I think people could, could, could really um, use to hear that and think about that. Like the, it's been hard. Yeah, sure, sure. But we can, we can do this, you know, and we can do this collectively and we can do it together. Yeah. So um, just one last question then tonight. I mean, this has been such a great hour almost. What do you hour? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's wow. almost been, I mean, it's, it just flies. It's flying. It Talking so with great. my best friends. I mean, like, we're, we're having a great time. We're having a great time. Yeah. I don't want it to end. I know. What are you hopeful for? Personally or professionally or both? Mm, you take, you take it, you take it wherever, wherever you want, whatever, whatever <laughs> speaks to you right now. What are you, what are you hopeful for? I I'm hopeful professionally. I'm hopeful that educators can stay on this track to keep encouraging one another and supporting one another through the hard times. I think we've leaned in on so much of each other's strength 
And I really feel we're a lot stronger because of that. And again, that's all in your attitude. So you do have to have that attitude. I know not everybody sees it that way. Not all teachers see it that way. Um, not all teachers respond that way, but the more we can influence each other to, to do that and to motivate, I think that's really important. So that's what I hope for professionally, personally, I just hope that this is a summer of rest and just refreshment because we, we need it. I need it. Mm. Um, I've already slept a lot more. I've taken at least a nap every day. That's been my goal, (laughs) whether it's a 10 minute nap or a 45 minute nap, that's just take the, to take that time. You know, I hope everybody can do that. Take that time for yourself to regenerate and refresh. Yeah. Absolutely. So powerful. So true. Whatever. And eat tacos. And, and eat lots of tacos. It's Fish tacos. It, Fish it's tacos. Tuesday. <gasps> it is yes! Tuesday. If you want to go out and get tacos, it is Tuesday. So you can. No, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Jeff. Oh, it's Wednesday. I, forgot. I know. We I always missed- record on Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's Wednesday. I missed Taco Tuesday. I know. Yeah. I did too. I know. But oh, fish tacos, yes, are so the bomb. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, so lots good. Of tacos. Okay. So good. How, um, Jill, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way? You know, I am always on Twitter because yeah. that's like my second home. So it's, um, Jill Dubois 22. Um, and that's it. Impartedjoy.com. That's so awesome. Either one of those places I am around all the time. Well, people get out there, get the books, look forward to look at you, Piper Lou coming up yeah. this summer. Oh, I can't wait to get that book and get it in my kids' hands. <laughs> They're going to love it. They're going to love Piper Lou. I just know it. And then we're going to have to come down and meet Piper in person. That's going to yeah, be like yes. in January when it's really cold here. Yeah, please. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Open up the beach house. We're coming. Yep. I know, right? Yeah, it's so Oysters nice. Oysters and fish tacos. We're all we're all gonna be there. The old Twitter <laughs> family is gonna be. Yep. There. Little cabana on the beach. We'll do yeah, it. That's, that's gonna be awesome. There go. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Thanks for spending so much time with us, Jill. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, you guys. Oh my goodness, this was fun. It was. It's been a pleasure. You all uh, let us know if you need anything and people reach out to Jill if you want to hear more about whatever she talked about tonight. The <laughs> part of joy, all of her books, her career. Awesome stuff, Jill. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Adam, see you next time on the Principal Leadership Lab. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. Feel free to connect with us in between episodes on Twitter and on Instagram. All of our information is included within our show notes. Until next time, this is Adam signing off for the Principal Leadership Lab.